Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, Here we are, uh, End Times Friday. This is... uh, Uh, actually going to be aired the first uh, Friday of March. Uh, Wow. (laughs) So we're we're a little bit ahead of that. Uh, I think when we, when this is aired, I think you'll be uh, sitting in Spain, right? Yes, I will be enjoying, let's see, at the beginning of March, at that point, I will be in Seville, Spain, I believe. Ah, nice. So, yeah, super exciting. We are still looking forward to it. I was just booking tours today for a few different things. It's going to be fun. Um, we uh, have been talking about um, the things happening in the world that um, are moving toward the one world government. And remember, and this is something to keep remembering because it's what then has to happen or how does it work. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one world government that is put in place is, is readily and willingly adopted, embraced mm-hmm. by the population of the world, except for the remnant, you know, which, which we'll right. keep talking about. Um, because the only ones that don't are the ones that are truly following God because they, they understand the spiritual dynamics of it, right. not the natural dynamics. Because the natural evidently comes with a, a solution and it's going to be economic mm-hmm. that everybody says this is really a very positive thing for me personally. Uh, and it's not right. just, well, it's takeover or it's forced upon me or I'm losing something. They will see it as a gaining something. You know, So there's a couple of things that have happened, are happening, uh, and that certainly you've noticed just by observation, is that, um, one, uh, it, they just introduced a bill. This is just this week. Um, at the federal level, there has been bills introduced at at city and state levels, and this right, is but this is new that it's actually on a federal level being this is, introduced. This is all at brand new um, to provide a uh, everybody born after two thousand and five, mm-hmm. which would be this this newest uh, generation stepping into uh, you know uh, finishing college and then work. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would have be- the beginning of universal income. Hmm. Uh, in other words, they don't have to go to a, get a job. Uh, they would just get this universal income that would be paid for, you know, by the government, which <laughs> it, to me is kind of funny a little bit. Is that, I mean, think of the millions and millions of people that that would be, just per se. Right, right. And then they would be paid something, even if it's not a great deal to start with. Well, <laughs> America now, is it tied to a job. It is simply a stipend. Just, you know, a, just a stipend. What is this? No, like? it's just, just a stipend because you okay. were born after two thousand and five. Oh, uh, of course. And uh, <laughs> the funny thing that I that I always see is that, well, somebody has to pay for that, right? And the government at the moment 
doesn't have the income, doesn't have the wherewithal to pay for that, Mm -hmm. which means they have to borrow more. And already we're stressing the system to be able to pay for it. And what that does is add more. Or raise more taxes and everything else, too. Well, everything, yeah. (laughs) But it it, it raises uh, debt. And then a proportion of the budget, federal budget, Mm -hmm has to be more and more and more has to be paid toward the even the interest not even the principal but the interest on the right. debt because the interest rates are rising because of inflation mm-hmm. so it's an interesting situation where the the mentality is that eh, doesn't matter uh, let's just do this but but the cost of it and then the the pressure that that provides uh, uh, but what it's saying is that younger generation will, um, be in a position where they'll get used to this government, you know, and of course it'll be our government, then it'll translate to one world government, will provide right. you wherewithal, you know, to live. Um, and then you notice something about um, ownership uh, that the younger uh-huh. generation is struggling because of inflation, the cost of the price, housing that went way up, the cost of rent that went way up during COVID. Uh-huh. Uh, now the um, when that was happening, by the way, remember the interest rates were basically at zero. Right. So you could get a loan for two and a half percent or three percent. Well, now because of inflation, they pushed the you know the prime rate up. So and the housing prices are still staying very elevated at this point. Well, they're not. Little, yeah, and they're, they're not. They're not certainly not coming down. And so yeah, um, the ability of somebody starting out that their income isn't at a level where mm-hmm. they can f- afford to own something. Right. Um, now you made it, you, you and I were talking about this, you made a comment that therefore you saw that it would, might be easier downstream mm-hmm. that, that what, what, what did you, what did you observe with that? Yeah. My thinking was just, you know, taking note of these guys are, are pretty discouraged. A lot of these young married um, just newly married couples that we see that that cannot afford to jump into the housing market. And there's nothing being built either in terms of starter homes. The closest thing being built, at least in the Northeast that I'm watching, I don't know where else that is, but in the Northeast, you're seeing a lot of 55 plus communities being built. Again, the size of house that would typically have been a starter home for these guys to step into, but at the cost of very much not a starter home and not even available to them because of age brackets. So you've got this whole group that is so discouraged about the housing market that and are simply paying high rent that they really are kind of resigning themselves to, hey, we're not going to get to buy or own a house. And wouldn't it, isn't it kind of interesting to think you've got a whole generation that if they have not been able to own something, the idea, I think, you know, it desensitizes you. The idea of them them coming in in the Great Reset and saying, you know, you're not, no one's going to own anything. Well, hey, that's not that big of a difference to me. I don't own anything now anyway. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, and so you have this whole younger generation that is really, that's that's kind of their reality already. So it's going to be much more readily accepted if things stay as they are. Yep. For them to say, hey, that's a good idea, that actually benefits me rather than hurts me. Yeah, and I think that, um, I think see the uh, the harlot or the cabal that puts the beast in place, I think has a very thorough understanding of uh, both um, the ability to 
uh, change people's thoughts mm-hmm. by repetition, 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 as well as creating situations where it's better right. than, you know, where they're coming from. So that um, one thing, you know, we're saying to watch is um, the, the things that are spoken, the things that are issued, the things that are done that could recondition mm-hmm. the population to something brand new right. that they hadn't necessarily had before. Um, and so, uh, you know, typically in America, you know, we, we were uh, driven by capitalism and earning and then being responsible to go pay for things, including, mm-hmm. you know, simple things, which is, by the way, what caused the 2008 collapse is... Uh, the banking system was built on a biblical principle of, uh, in a sense, your ability to get through difficulty. Um, mm-hmm. So that the requirement for a down payment, for example, in a house, right, was twenty percent, mm-hmm. and the twenty percent was was to provide safety. Interesting enough for the bank that if the market goes down and if you can't pay it, they could sell it, and 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 make and still keep you know keep whole mm-hmm. um, and then by the way it, it provided it sorted out the ability of people to purchase things uh, that they need to have the down payment in order to do it you know which which mm-hmm. in, in, uh, encourage savings and you know building up and you know and, and of course uh, families helping them do that um, when they went to 100 percent and 110 percent loans it was well. I could I could buy it if the if the interest rate is low. I can pay for it at least for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's it's creating a scenario where that gap of mine being able to a young particularly a young couple being able to buy something is now uh, going to a place where I can't, and so they have to go rent. But then the rents are high, right? Um, and they're struggling Crazy with that. High. Yeah. And then uh, there was just another. It was interesting that these articles were together. Yeah, <laughs> um, it was you know universal income, but and then there was another article that was five st- steps for the uh, the young generation to take so that they could move back home uh, and try to negotiate a basically a uh, rules of engagement with your family so they don't try to control you, <laughs> but you you need them you know to go live there. So it was really funny that. Well, I guess I guess I could live at home, um, and there's even mm-hmm. interesting enough. And, and this is funny in the uh, over 55 uh, levels, they're building homes that have a separate little living space, so right. that so that two two families could live together, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's going to be interesting to see. So that's that's happening, and uh, we'll monitor that. But keep watching for the ability and the movement of what's being done, what's being said. And the adoption of just that thought. Well, maybe that's not right. So, not it's such that a thing. you used the word reconditioning, and I think that's an important thing to pay attention to. What yeah. are we being reconditioned to? Right. That's right. Um, well, we talked last time about the um, through a question that came up uh, on the podcast of, hey, what prophecies haven't yet mm-hmm. been fulfilled that need to be fulfilled for the end truly to come? Um, and there and there are several. Uh, and it is a good question because, by definition, they need to be fulfilled mm-hmm. for the end truly to come. Um, and so it's, uh, you know, what what is still left 
because we know the time is coming, but there's still things that have to happen to put that in place. Right. And so the question is, well, what needs to be put in place? And, and do we see any of that happening? So mm-hmm. uh, we talked uh, last time about uh, Jesus gave the signs. This is in Matthew 24. Uh, you talked about wars, rumors of wars, uh, famine, pestilence, earthquakes. Uh, mm-hmm. There's been an acceleration. Increase of, in frequency and um, intensity. And intensity. Yeah. yeah. That's all happening. Uh, there will be lawlessness. Mm-hmm. Well, that's happening. Uh, there will be a right. falling away. You mm-hmm. know, that's happening. And then he made a statement is that, well, the gospel, uh, the good news of Christ has to be preached throughout the world. Right. All the world. And um, I think you and I stated that there are, uh, you know, Bible societies and mission groups mm-hmm. that are keeping track of it. Right. And they're basically saying we're pretty close. We are very close. To, and actually getting increasingly like it's going faster than they realized it would go right. to. That's right. Uh, and that um, it's happening and there should be a moment. Now, it doesn't mean that every single person is in a place where somebody is preaching to them, but the ability to deliver the message is being given right. and it looks like we're close to that. So that's an interesting thing to watch. Uh, two, right. uh, we talked about that in Revelation 18, um, at the end, it says that uh, Babylon um, is going to be uh, basically you know, destroyed, which means, and again, this is kind of an interesting way of looking at it, is, well, then Babylon had to be set up. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one world government with the one world economy had to be set up, called Babylon. Um, well, it's not yet set up, but it is, it is getting set up. And, right. and remember, think of when this happens, it's not an overnight mm-hmm. thing that like, well, gee, I didn't know that was even in play. That's a surprise. It won't be a surprise. It'll, mm-hmm. be, it'll be methodically being put in place. Now, let me give you an example. Um, we talk about World War II right. and Hitler. Uh, now, because we weren't living then, when we read, it's like, I guess he just stepped into power and took over. Right. Well, but it wasn't that way. There no, was a it, gradual progression there. It was a gradual progression. By the way, interesting enough, it was driven primarily by economics. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, you know, remember the Great Depression. Remember, the Great Depression was worldwide. Right. Uh, 29, the collapse of the market and then uh, the collapse of, of the economies. Um, out of that came uh, Hitler in Germany who said, you know, economically, I can restore mm-hmm. the economics. And this is this is funny, a little bit funny, because this is going to illustrate what's going to happen to believers at the end. But guess who was the biggest supporter of Hitler coming into power? The church. I don't know. Oh, really? Uh, the evangelical church. Wow. Because they said, hey, look at this guy has a solution to the economic problem, and we support that. And they actually were promoting it uh, for him to get put in power. And, then, of course, he was a great deceiver so that as he got put in power, and he did oh. it methodically over years and years and years, um, and gained power and gained ability. And he was a great uh, order. Uh, 
he became then he became in power through the normal channels. Mm-hmm. But then when he did, he got in when he got in power, he changed it all, mm-hmm. and he set up his little mini one world government in Germany. With by the way, his objective was what world. I want my system to operate worldwide. Yeah. Uh, and he had the power wow. and the horsepower to do it. Of course, there mm-hmm. were some, some flaws with that, with his uh, technology. And uh, he himself um, even had his own staff mm-hmm. that looked at what was going on and say, I don't know, this doesn't seem right to us. And they had people right. inside were, that were against him because uh, it wasn't readily adopted. I remember when he was going after one world government, he was going to do it by what? Force. Mm-hmm. I'm going to conquer you with military. And then once I do, you surrender. By the fact, when they started it, they started with um, Austria. And you mm-hmm. remember the sound of music, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it was a peaceful takeover because mm-hmm. he basically said, if you if you do it peacefully, I won't I won't destroy you. Mm-hmm. And Austrians said, well, there's no way we can win against that. So I go ahead and so surre- might as well. we, we right. surrender. And we saw in that movie, Sound of Music, switch from being Austrian to be controlled by Germany. Mm-hmm. And you saw the red flags right. that were put right. out because Germany took over the governance. Without of, war. Without, without point, war. Just without, moving without, in. And then, yeah. you know, they did the same thing with you know, uh, Poland, et cetera. But then the mm-hmm. other countries like France and Germany and uh, Spain and England said, well, we're going to fight you. Mm-hmm. And they did. And by the way, America was really like, well, that's your we're problem. Staying out of it for you a know, while. This isn't us. Our you know? soil. <laughs> um, and then guess what? Uh, and this was, this was uh, looking at the world while Germany was doing that. Who else was looking at doing it? Japan. Japan. Yeah. And they decided um, well, we're going to surprise attack uh, U.S. because they're not mm-hmm. expecting it and they're not engaging. Right. And so right. Pearl Harbor happens on December 7, 1941. And then the, the, we're drawn into the war. And because they, it's like, oh, wait a minute. It's both here and in Europe. I guess mm-hmm. we need to go after both. And they did. They did. And, and the U.S. power and might and the military uh, genius is what stemmed everything you know, mm-hmm. back uh, because it was it was by takeover, not by adoption. Well, um, right. in our case, in terms of the end times and the tribulation, it'll be universally accepted. Mm-hmm. But the, the thing to just observe is that it'll be being put in place piece by piece by piece, and you'll start to see it. And Babylon mm-hmm. has to do it. And I think I mentioned that uh, it's economic and it's based on this uh, trading system and the right. uh, economic system, and guess what they call it? The people putting it in place is called Babylon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really interesting. Um, I think it's interesting too. I th- we may have talked about this before on here, but I think it's worth mentioning again that you know, as you um, have shared many times before, you really feel as you've prayed through and, and looked at it that the economic side of it is going to be significant. Yes. And I think it's interesting to me that the number of times in the Bible that um, we are taught that you cannot serve God and money and the number of things that, you know, when they talk about idolatry, rooting back a lot so often to money and that the number one contender for our heart against God truly is money. And then when in my mind, when you look at what's coming for end times, 
that is exactly that picture being set up is this this war actually between are you are you loyal to god are you staying with what he is saying and walking with him and hearing his voice and trusting his provision or are you trusting the economic system and i think that is the question that will actually um, be facing every believer there and you know when you're looking at do we take the the mark of the beast or do we not ultimately it is that do i trust god or do i idolize money that's correct that's correct. You know, and I think that's why I think we see it so woven throughout Scripture that we have to pay attention to what's going to be battling in our heart there as well. Yep. Uh, and so there's uh, uh, the one world government has to be being set up in order to happen. So that prophecy hasn't yet happened, but it may mm-hmm. be happening right. to be put in place. The other one was at uh, Jerusalem, and this is Zechariah 12, 9, um, that the world comes against Israel. And so two things about that. Jesus, I remember, uh, discussed this already. Uh, let's go there. This is back in Matthew uh, 24. Um, and um, he, uh, uh, he talks about in Matthew 24, verse 32, uh, the parable from the fig tree, when its branch has already become tender mm, and puts yeah. forth leaves, you'll know that the summer is near. When you see all these things, it is near at the door. Mm-hmm. And um, Remember, the disciples had said, when is this going to happen? He says, well, the signs are the beginning of birth pangs. He said, when this happens, you can start to realize it's getting closer and closer, and that's Israel Mm -hmm. returning and gaining strength as a nation they are. And then in Zechariah 12, 9, we read that the world comes against Israel. Right. Um, all of it, all not of it. just portions of it. Yes. Right. Um, and right now, there's that's not a true statement. That prophecy hasn't mm-hmm. been fulfilled yet because um, there are pieces like America. Uh, there is uh, even some in, in England and Europe, uh, even mm-hmm. the Middle East itself, Saudi Arabia, the, what we call the uh, Sunnis, are actually favorable toward uh, Israel. Right. And even having treaties with Israel. Um, so they're not coming against them yet. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to watch. Does that begin to shift? Right. And uh, now, does that have to happen before the tribulation ushers in? It do, it does not, but the the signs of it does. Uh, okay. Is that there have to be the beginning? Because uh, it happens fairly quickly during mm-hmm. the tribulation. And okay. Is there an is there an anti-Israel sentiment? that's being developed will be a good indication uh, okay. will be an indicator again because it's not going to happen overnight but is there mm-hmm. a shift do we see a shift okay. and it seems like they're favorable at the moment does that start to shift because during the tribulation that for sure shifts uh, dramatically mm-hmm. and, and of course everybody comes against them uh, okay uh, the next one uh, is uh, actually the beast itself and the formation of the beast. So go to Daniel. Uh, this is in chapter 7 and read verses 7 and 8. Daniel 7, 7 and 8. Here. After this I saw in the night visions and behold a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, exceedingly strong. It had a huge iron, it had huge iron teeth. It was devouring, breaking in pieces and trampling the residue with its feet. It was different from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. I was considering the horns, and there was another horn, a little one, coming up from among them. 
before whom three of the first horns were plucked out by the roots. And there in this horn were eyes like the eyes of a man and a mouth speaking pompous words. Okay. Uh, Daniel, as we've talked about before, describes, and of course it's described again in Revelation, uh, the beast. Mm -hmm. uh, the beast is created by the harlot. The beast is the one world system mm -hmm. that, that establishes a one world government governance over the world and a new economic uh, uh, process, a one world right. economic process. So um, the beast is set up. And remember, the beast at first is a system, a one world government system, and is controlled, and Daniel says it, is controlled by ten horns. Mm -hmm. The ten horns are leaders that now establish the new governance mm -hmm. of the one world system. Um, and they are the deciding uh, members uh, of how it works. So it's not even at the moment when it starts, it is one world government, but it's not a dictatorship in kind the form of by a group. It's not a, it's not a single person. Mm -hmm. This doing now it's implied that it's uh, not elected. It's not elected. By the way, remember we talked about Elon Musk coming out and saying, "Hey, it's happening right before your very eyes, and we're not even right. we're not even going to participate in electing it. It's going to happen to mm -hmm. us, but we're willing willing to accept it." So it's one world government, um, ten horns, and as we're starting to understand this. Uh, up until really the last, I think the last, you know, five years or so, the interpretation of that were ten nations mm -hmm. um, or ten ten uh, governments that were joining together to form this. Mm -hmm. But it appears to me that it's not governmental at all. So it's not going to be America and you know England and they're all getting together. It's rather uh, a corporate structure of some yeah. kind. Which is an interesting thought because when you look at corporations and how we have moved to worldwide international corporations, corporations cross political lines. Correct. And so their ability to have 10 influencers that can actually influence the world, the world as a whole is greater actually than the politicians, I believe. That's correct. And I mean, just think of, and I was actually part of one when I was with a Fortune 500 company as a senior mm -hmm. executive, we had worldwide operations. Right. We thought global. Right. And we ruled, governed our piece of that right. globally ourselves. And yes, we so had. So they're actually set up in a better position for this. They're they're because that's how they think, mm -hmm. um, and that's how they operate already. And interesting enough, when you look at all the governments of the world, including Russia, China, uh, United States, Europe, um, every <laughs> every government per se is today broke. Mm -hmm. Now, by the way, there's one that isn't. Do you know who the one that isn't? I don't. Israel. Oh, I did know that. I yeah. <laughs> isn't, isn't that interesting? Yeah. Uh, they're the ones... Their tiny little government are the ones that, that actually are not broke. Mm. They're being blessed and they know how to manage their money. Um, everybody, Do they every, carry debt to any they, other? They, they, carry, they have debt. Yeah, they carry okay. debt. But they have just surplus. So they, and they, okay. they, they know how to deliver it. And um, every, other, every other nation is literally broke. 
And hmm. guess who isn't broke? Corporations. Right. Um, and they have all the money, uh, trillions and trillions of dollars that they have available mm-hmm. to them. And I believe, because of the way it's going to be structured, that the leaders of the beast are going to, are going to be benefited by the new structure. But there's 10 basically corporate structures. And then he says there's a little one. In other words, not one of the 10, but, a, but one that's in the, in the group uh, underneath it that steps up into leadership. Seven, three are eliminated, and he mm-hmm. becomes one of the new, now the eight, it goes from eight to five to three to two to one, and he becomes the one standing, which is the beast, the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the beast has to be set in place. It's not today, but it's being put in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk more about that next time. So as you look at um, that prophecy has yet to be fulfilled, and again, just like we were talking about with Hitler, it's not going to be an overnight thing. It'll start mm-hmm. to be known piece by piece, and that has to be done for the tribulation to start. And so it's not yet in place, but it will be. And, and, we'll, right? and we'll see it. And by the way, I think we'll see the structures of it, which, I, which we'll talk uh, actually next time a little bit about the WEF and the implication of that. So uh, a big, big, big prophecy yet to be fulfilled is the beast itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll see. We'll have to see it uh, putting it in place. So we'll talk more about this. We have more to say about all this because it's really fascinating to kind of line all these up and look. Start looking at saying, okay, how I can, close are we? <laughs> I can see that. And is anything right. happening? Uh, yeah, it kind of is. You know. So yeah. So Excellent. we'll pick it up and we'll keep answering this beautiful question, uh, which is very important. And what's left? And uh, mm-hmm. we we we're identifying them for you. So we'll uh, we'll Great. we'll get that next time. Well, thank you so much, so much, Rich, and thank you for joining us. If you have questions, send them in to questions at afjministry.com. And be sure to pass the podcast along to your friends who are asking these questions, too, and curious what's going on. Yeah. So have yeah. a great day. Thanks yeah. and, by, and by the way, the podcasts remain on the system. So yes. um, it's not like it's a, a live and gone. It's, it's uh, taped presented, you know, at a certain date, but then it's on the system and you can go back and look at it. And it's got a great... Uh, way of, of categorizing it so you can look it up by topic, etc. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, do, I think do on, understand. I don't know if you can look it up on the podcast by topic, but I know if you go to the YouTube channel, yeah, that there is a playlist and you can go in there as an entire playlist that has from the beginning, you know, we've been doing this two years now, <laughs> um, but from the beginning, all of the end times videos are on there as well as the other teachings that we've done but you can hit the playlist and i'll i'll uh, I'll find out about the podcast if there's ways yeah i don't know if you can do it on there or not i think think maybe but we'll find out okay well we'll uh, see you soon kathy and uh, we'll pick it up next week great thanks so much thanks for joining us everyone okay see you thank you for joining us for today's episode of come and see your podcast for truth in a world of chaos brought to you by all for jesus living waters ministry Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.